We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Don't you date me a podcast where me and Nicole Byer tries to figure out how I'm still single. Even though you could come on the back of a painting, stick it to my wall, and when it falls down, you go, I guess my glue's not strong. My guest today is a hilarious comedian, writer, and filmmaker who you've seen on the other two, Search Party, Big Mouth, and Ms. Marvel. His new movie, Rotting in the Sun, was just named the most bonkers movie at Sundance by Variety Magazine. Plus, he's in a new rom-com called You People, streaming now on Netflix. It's Jordan Firstman! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Everyone in the room is standing up giving standing ovations in my room right now. They really are. Also, I want to say, I've been following you on Instagram for so long. I think you're so funny. Um, So I'm very happy that you're doing this episode. I'm really happy. Tell me about this breakup that you had. Do you mind? Yeah, that one, I'm like, I, so I'm in a new relationship that I can talk about everything with the breakup's a little hard because like- Great, let's skip it. <laughs> it was, yeah. I'll just say it was, it was a, a capital A abusive relationship. Then we don't have to talk, look, that's, <laughs> that's all you have yeah. to say. I don't want to get yeah. into it. Let's not bring this fucking party down. The new yeah. boyfriend, tell me about this. I mean, he's he's mage. We love him. He is (laughs) (laughs) he is an Italian Gemini who lives in Berlin. So it's it's very chaotic, but it's is beautiful at the same time. I kind you kind of never know. Yeah, he lives in Berlin. You live in LA. Where did you meet? We met in Berlin on the street. On the street? <laughs> on the street. I was walking with uh, a friend that I had just met like two weeks ago in Spain randomly. And then I was I didn't have any friends in Berlin, but I was going there. And this was kind of like, this was right at the kind of mid end of my relationship. And I like took a, a trip. I, I just, I, I was like, had no idea who I was at this point in the relationship. You know, you get into a relationship mm-hmm. and like- You get a little lost, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I like took this trip and I repeated the exact trip I took when I was 21 years old to like see how I had changed. It was kind of an experiment for me. So I had had a really big, I had like a life-changing Berlin trip when I was 21 that like completely shaped my sexuality and my life. So I was back in Berlin- Walking with this new Spanish friend, and he was and uh, oh shit! Can you bleep his name? Yeah, be, you know why? You know what, why? What Nicole? sound do you want the bleep to be? Ah! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have asked for anything better. 
<laughs> you know why I have to believe his name, Nicole? Why? Because these thirsty fucking faggots, I have never tagged him on anything. Uh-huh. Because I know they're going to look him up and they're going to follow him and they're going to DM him. And guess what? Mm-hmm. He, he is going to fuck them. Like, he, he's like not, he's not going <laughs> to. Like, I wish I could be like, oh, my man would never like. Would, it's like, would no, never, he like, definitely would. No, and I just don't real, want that I, in his DM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, where were we? Yeah, so we're bleeding so out his name. you met him on the street. Um, you're with your new Spanish friend, and yeah, and then what? And then so I he's he's kind of can be really shy at first. So I I thought he was cute, but we didn't we didn't really have a vibe. And then I saw him at a party later, and we kissed just like at the we were just like high on drugs and we kissed. And I was like, oh, that's surprising. Uh-huh. And then he... That's he, surprising uh, that I'm high and I'm <laughs> kissing somebody. In Berlin? What? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then so he was like, we should we should go to the lake together. Let's hang out and go to the lake on Tuesday. So he gave me his number. To, like Monday comes, I text him, don't hear back. Tuesday, the day we're supposed to go, doesn't text me. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever. These Berlin boys are flaky. Um and then he texted me on Wednesday and he was like, oh, sorry. And he had like just been on like some sex and drug bender and wasn't mm-hmm. responding, like didn't have his phone. So he was like, let's go to the lake. So we went Thursday and that that was like that day. I was like, oh, I'm like fully in love, like within like one day of knowing him. Mm-hmm. And it was just like immediately so sexy. And like our, our sexualities were really compatible but I was still, I was still in this relationship, mm-hmm. and we were, we were, o- we were open. So like the sex was fine, but it was the first time in this four year relationship that I was like, oh my god, that you like, had feelings, yeah. And I was like, I'm like in, in love with this person. And then so it, we had a very like he, I think he was the, we were we were both overwhelmed, me more so than him. I think he was like, yeah, there's some feelings here, but the, who is this random like TV writer from LA? Um, and this was like before I like any Instagram shit happened, like before I had mm-hmm. the clout. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically it like that kind of started the beginning of the end of the breakup and then the breakup happened. And I kind of, in my mind, I was like, okay, his purpose in my life was to get me out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe it wasn't real love, whatever. So then the pandemic happens and not the first summer of the pandemic, but the second summer. So now we're like mm-hmm. two years, two years later, yeah. I randomly end up back in Berlin. I'm not supposed to go there. I was on like a, a trip to Italy with like a really chaotic group of like New York fashion gays. And I was like, I have to leave. Like you guys are like, <laughs> I was like on so much coke and like screaming at waiters and like, I can't be here anymore. Um, <laughs> and then. And so I was like, where do I go? Where do I go? And I was like, Berlin is kind of like, should I do Berlin? Like, I don't really want to party right now, but whatever, let's go. Mm-hmm. And so I went and the second I saw him, I was like right back there. And like, did you like hit him up or did you like run into him again? No, I, I hit him up. And like, again, he was like, he can go so he's so bad at phone and texting. So he didn't text me. I was like, OK, it wasn't meant to be like he was just a thing from the past. And then like day two, he was like, hey, sorry, just seeing this. Like, what are you doing right now? Come to this apartment. And then Mm -hmm. I came and it was like, I just within two days, I was like this. The love is even stronger than the first time. So we had like 10, 10 days in Berlin where it just like Mm -hmm. kept getting like more and more intense. And like at that point, he was I was always more like I knew it was love love, love, love. Yes. And he was still a little bit skeptical because he's like, how would this ever work? He's very, he's a lot more practical than I am. <laughs> but by the end, there were feelings and like he he cried the last day, which I was like, okay, got him, got him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tears, feelings, you're mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so the last night I was supposed to be in Berlin, it's, it's all mushy gushy. We were at this party and it's still like COVID vibes. So like the parties in mm-hmm. Berlin and, and like Berlin became Germany during COVID, if that makes any sense. Berlin became Germany. Like Berlin always felt like Berlin. And like, oh, so the, uh, yes. And it feels like the rest of the country. 
where it's because Berlin is like a party city, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like lawless okay. and it's very free. And then the pandemic made it like Germany, like strict rules, masks, mm-hmm. like. They were like that summer, like in New York and LA, America was giving like free for all. This was 2021. <laughs> and like Berlin, it was like they, they opened up the clubs where you had to wear masks in the club, even if it was outside. Oh, okay. It was it was it was weird. But so yeah. we found like one one party that kind of you can get away with not wearing your masks. We were like super, super high. And we they do a thing like uh, called soup in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Where like you kind of you get like a group of people, like five or six people that you're connecting with at the party and kind of like everyone piles like whatever drugs they have into one <laughs> thing. And then you you and you, you crush mash it, it up, up and you yeah, snort and then, it and it's a fun time and you'll feel whatever <laughs> feelings are coming through. That's yeah. very funny. Yeah. So we did a soup and met this guy who we were really vibing with. And we all kind of like, we became like this little family and it was a really cute night. We went home with him, had good sex. Um, It was great, but like that was where it should have ended. And then, Mm -hmm. so I I wake up the next morning to go leave and like pack my bags. I'm like, I feel weird. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, and so I like tried a barbecue potato chip and I was like, I can't taste this. I have COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried a bar. I like that yeah. barometer of a test. Can I taste yeah. this barbecue potato chip? No, can't. Because it is the strongest thing to taste. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I was like, we had already done like the mushy gushy goodbye. And then I was mm-hmm. like, I guess I'm I guess I'm moving in to, <laughs> to his place. And then so we tell the guy we have COVID. He's like, I have COVID too. He's like, well, at least like, let let me come over for dinner. We could cook dinner. I think it's going to be like dinner and then go. Mm -hmm. He doesn't leave. He stays for 10 days. (laughs) And it becomes this like Like COVID. Like this thruple? Yes. And we're stuck in this one tiny room because (laughs) his roommate didn't have COVID. So we couldn't even use the kitchen really. (laughs) And like immediately and like, ah. Was just like so blissfully unaware that like I wanted this to be a one night thing and like I was not interested mm-hmm. in this person being there, and they I also was way sicker than them so they were able to keep fucking and I would just like be <laughs> in, in the corner, just and, like, like in the corner <laughs> snotting coughing with a hood on being like oh, maybe I'll feel better in a minute, <laughs> but also like also like having my heart broken like it was so heartbreaking for me and so by like day six I was literally like if they were they would be like cuddling and kissing I would have my headphones on I'd be crying in the corner and I was like I this is the worst experience of my life and then I'm like whatever day eight like I'm giving them the strongest messages like they see how upset this is making me and then day eight, the like the third comes and he's like, I could see that you're in pain, so I'm gonna go. And I'm like, duh, bitch, like you should have seen this pain day two. <laughs> you should have seen this pain after dinner. That's really funny. <laughs> I see you're in pain. I should go. Yeah. He's like, I've come enough. I might as well just leave. Yeah. It's yeah. not worth it. So then I finally go home. Um, my guy and I keep, you know, we keep talking and then he visited me last April in LA. He had never been to America before. Mm-hmm. And that's when it was just like, this is so undeniable. Like we're boyfriends now. So that, that's, that's kind of our story, really long, our long that. story. <laughs> do you think you're going to move to Berlin or do you think he's going to move here? Or are you just going to keep doing long distance? I think the goal would be summer in Berlin, winter in LA, one trip back and forth in the fall and spring. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Yeah. What a dream. Cuz like I'm I'm like I'm fine with long distance. Like I miss him a lot as like right now especially, but I think it's good for both of us to like have our lives and like we we have very different lives. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that we like can still remain independent in our own lives and be able to like for him not to get like fully swept up into my life because like, I don't know. It's just like, it's like a lot of stuff 
Yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't I don't want to fully drag him into all of that mess. It's easy to sweep somebody up into like the world of entertainment. And it's like, I we're, know, doing also this, like we're doing that. We're doing yeah. this. And it's like, you don't want him to lose his shit and yeah. what makes him him. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I really like that you're like, no, you got to keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep doing yeah. what I'm doing and we'll just be together, meet in the middle. Yeah. Um. Speaking of you being in entertainment and being a writer, I have learned that you're a Nepo baby. Both your parents worked for <laughs> Newsday. <laughs> oh, the biggest, the biggest arts publication in the entire world. <laughs> Oh my God! New- How? Who told you about Newsday? My assistant Lindsay is the greatest researcher of all time. She always finds delightful, delicious things about people, and that's what I found out. The Nepo oh Baby God. conversation continues with you, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> my my mom writing for the health and science section of Newsday, a small Long Island newspaper, and my dad quitting the sports section to try writing nonfiction. <laughs> Is that what made you a writer, being this Nepo baby where you had a leg up in the world? You knew how to make sentences because you had two parents (laughs) who did it before you? (laughs) Actually, what what is funny is that my my dad, do you remember that medium that had a TV show called um, John Edwards? Yes. Yes. He was like an older butch man. Yes. 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 So my dad ghost wrote his book. (gasps) That was like his, that was his job after Newsday was wow. ghost sprayed. And so that is juicy. <laughs> yeah. He would come over and be, and like feel like my mom's grandmother and be like, I have to, I have to go see who, which dead person is around right now. Oh my God. Literally, how haunting. I fucking I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my, that's my, no, I wish I had, I, I'm sure you, you relate, but like coming here, with no connections is I wish I had more, you know? Mm-hmm. And my mom, I don't know if you have this, but like my mom, my mom now lives in Idaho and like still like, I think I'm doing pretty well in my career. Yeah, you're fucking killing <laughs> it. My mom will still call me and she'll be like, I just met someone in Idaho that um, is a, a cinematographer for commercials in Idaho. And like, I really think you should meet them. I think they could really help you that out. That is so <laughs> sweet. Were you like, bitch, I just went to Sundance. Are you kidding? A cinematographer in Idaho? I, I know a cinematographer, okay? Yeah, okay. yeah. It went all right. <laughs> yeah, she still, like, wants to be able to help me, but, like, she, mm-hmm. there just never was a way she could have. <laughs> I really love that. Okay, I find you so funny and endearing. and truly only really know you from, like, your Instagram and whatnot. So did you do, like, UCB or, like, stand-up or anything? Like, I feel like I should have run into you in my time performing here. I, when I was very young before I moved to LA when I was 21 and when, so, and I dropped out of college at, at like 18 or 19. So the year, the one year I was in New York, I took a mm-hmm. couple UCB classes. I don't like to be identified with, <laughs> with it, <laughs> with it. Um, it just like, uh-huh. did it, it, it didn't yeah, like, full, it. yeah, it didn't like stick for me. Like I never, uh-huh. I wasn't that good at it. I mean, I think it does take a long time to get good at improv. And I didn't like I didn't like it enough to like want to put the work into it. Sure. And then I think I like I I tr- when I first moved to LA, I tried I went to like a couple of open mics, and immediately it was like absolutely never ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would do stand up if I had to go the open mic route. Yeah. Open mics are brutal, and comics brutal. are mean. Starting mean. out. Like, Horrible just people. so mean. Yeah. I got to start on, like, book shows where there was nice people who were like, oh, you are funny. Here's a tag. Yeah. Or here's a little thing you could say here. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I have no idea what it's like to do an open mic. <laughs> no, it's really crazy. Like, there is something, there's a psychological thing about an audience where, mm-hmm. one, even if they're not stand-ups, like, if they don't know you, they don't want to laugh. And if they yes. even know who you are, like, vaguely, they will laugh. They will laugh so hard at shit that's not even funny. Not funny. Well, like, I think that's oh. that's the trap a lot of comics get into is that they because they're getting so much laughs like mid-career, they're not able to be funny anymore because they don't mm-hmm. know what's funny because the audience yes. is laughing. Like fucking like what Dave Chappelle could say anything he wants and the audience mm-hmm. is going to go 
crazy. They're gonna go bananas for it because yeah. it's who he is. Yeah. And yeah, it's wild. I that's why I'm like, there will be a point because I plan on being very fucking successful. There's gonna yes. be a point where I have too much to be relatable. And guess what? I retire. I, I don't like as soon as I'm like, mm, what's a cab? Like I I'm not doing stand-up anymore. Like it doesn't make sense when you don't when you can't relate to half your audience or actually all of your audience. I think that it is that. And I think like the route to me, I think the the best route is like, cause you already have standup is writing. So I think it's like you transition into writing about uh, telling stories about people that aren't yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, so you could still be really successful. You could still keep on making a lot of money and it doesn't have to, people don't have to get sick of you, you know, because <laughs> yeah. once, once they're sick of you, it's kind of dumb. Like they don't want to see mm-hmm. things that are written by yeah, you. It's a wrap. I think it's like, like Ellen, it's like, we like mm. Ellen, just like go completely behind the scenes and like executive yeah. producers, like whatever you should have done this a long time. Yeah, And don't even like throw your name on it. Like it is yeah. your name. Like be literally, Bellin. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Bellin. <laughs> Bellin Bellin to Jordan, real quick, we have to take a break. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I gotta say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bebop, boobop, we're back, Jordan. Wow, okay, I love that I break. Can I ask you about... Are you currently in an open relationship? Yeah. And have all of your relationships been open? Yes, I have. I've never, I've, I've had like, this is my second and a half relationship and I've never, I've never tried monogamy. I just don't think it's, it's in me. Second and a half. Very funny. <laughs> I love that you had half a relationship that you're like, it wasn't a full commitment, but you know, I'll count it as a halfsies. Um, When did you decide that like monogamy wasn't for you? I've like, I, like I said, like I, Nicole, hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but this is the year I stop saying like in between every word. I don't know how to do it. It's so hard. It's truly very hard. And I'm like, uh, uh, I know I'm not dumb, but I sound so dumb because of the likes. I don't think you sound dumb because of the likes. I think it's part of the zeitgeist, but I did try very hard to not say like as often as I did. 
and I try not to go um as much. It's a real like conscious effort. Yeah. I just said like. <laughs> <laughs> I know now it's all we're going like to think about so the whole time. Hard. It really is though. <laughs> to change the way you speak when you're used to it. Yeah. But anyway, so I've I've always been a slut. Like I've never not been. <laughs> oh, what a treat. I love it. But yeah, there wasn't ever a time since like 12 years old. I've just been slutty. Mm-hmm. And so I did at my first my for the half relationship that was at and I had been, you know, I had fallen for guys before, but the half relationship started at like 22. Okay. And he he was like 38 or something and he was Ooh. not about to do monogamy either. So mm-hmm. that one was just like, okay. The second one, I knew I couldn't do it. He wanted to do it. Okay. And and it was the biggest, it was one of the big problems the whole time in the relationship is that mm-hmm. he agree, agreed to do it without really wanting to do it. Yeah. And I think in a relationship, you have to be fully fucking honest with somebody. Like if you don't think like unmonogamous, what is it? A not, an, not, an, a non-monogamous. Yeah. A non-monogamous not, wait, relationship yeah. is for you. Then like you have to just be upfront and honest with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of non-monogamy. Because it's like, if we're not together, what does it matter what you're doing? And I also, I also love, I love watching my boyfriend be a whore. Like I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> to, to a point. I mean, like we've, to you know, a Berlin- point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I understand that your boundary is if everyone is sick with COVID, it's not a threesome time. You have to go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if, if we're at a party fully healthy and there's 12 dicks around, like I, I want him to suck every one of those suck dicks. Them all. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I don't know how much I would be into it. I think I would just get jealous. And be like, you don't suck yeah. my pussy the way you suck that pussy. <laughs> yeah. And there, there is, there is, this is the first relationship I'm in right now that I've ever had feelings of jealousy. And it just cause it's cause of how much I love him. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's also, I get over it. Cause it's the other, the other side is that we're, what we're both not expressing our sexuality and we're going against like who we are. I'd rather mm-hmm. some like little feelings of jealousy come up and deal with them. I think people like get so uh, scared of the feeling of jealousy that they're willing to like ruin their entire life to not feel it. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just like, it's just like a feeling insecure or sad. Like these are feelings we already have so often and you just like push through. And then there's something to saying it out loud, being like, hey, the way you spoke to that lady really made me feel kind of jealous. And then yeah. maybe if you say that to your partner, they're like, oh, yeah, you were jealous that someone else is serving me, like, serving me attention. Yeah. And then maybe you have, like, really hot sex because he's like, or they're like, no, yeah. I, I love you. I don't yeah. know. I I mean, there's so many interesting dynamics that come with all of it. It is that, like, if I see him going for someone that I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to, like, one, like, Actually, I'm going to get to that guy first. Like, I'm going to fuck him first. <laughs> and, and, then, and then it's like, I don't know. It's probably unhealthy that, that but there are some just, I'm, I'm a person that I, I don't really believe in like positive or negative or just, I don't believe in like bad or good. I just like things to be dynamic and interesting. So mm-hmm. even, so I think it being with this person, again, an Italian Gemini, that it's like really all over the place. Like the relationship is so fun. And sometimes I it hurts me, but then the other times it's the deepest I've ever felt and the the most compassion I've ever felt. So I don't know. It it it's it's it keeps it all very fresh all the time. I like it. And I think a lot of like like, I don't know, things that we're expected to do as adults is really like put on us as kids. It's like you get married, you have a white big fence, you want kids. But truly, I came to the conclusion like the other week I was like, oh, I don't want kids. And I've said it for a while, but I was like hard line. Like I actually do not want them. Yeah. I do not want to change my lifestyle. I don't want to pay for something that like didn't for anyone it. else. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just because you were born doesn't mean I buy you a crib. I Like, <laughs> you didn't do anything to earn you it. You did nothing. And, like, work. You You'd wrecked have to my work body. For that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you contributing to this relationship? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want it. And then I was like, I don't know if I ever need a partner to live in my house. It's mm. my house that I decorated. Yeah. 
it's my yeah. stop. So it's like maybe we have my place, their place, and then our yeah. place. <laughs> and oh my god, three know. houses. You're like, I need three houses or I'm not getting into a relationship. I can't <laughs> fuck you unless there's three houses. <laughs> you are you are going the Ellen DeGeneres route then. Okay, I get am. like that. <laughs> Let him get sick of you. Let him get sick of you, girl. <laughs> Wait, tell me about your short. No, is it a full length? No, it's a short. Oh, no, bitch, that feature. I'm feature so sorry, photo, baby. I'm so sorry. You tell think me. I would do a short? How dare you? Well, you've done a short before. <laughs> no, I've done. You did a short I've done called the the Disgustings. Oh which wow! Several film festivals that it went to them. Yes, that I know. Um, this this Lindsay, research Lindsay is so right funny here. to me. Yeah, yeah, I love you reading reading off the screen. Okay, like, you know. here's something fun. Grew up in <laughs> in Northport on Long Island. It's less gross Long Island vibes and more Gilmore Girlsy. Not rich people Hamptons. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay does the work. I literally I have to just go through my life. And never look back at anything I've said because I can't stop saying insufferable shit. Like it, everything I say is horrible to listen to five minutes later, but it somehow works in the moment. So I just try, I try to never look back at anything I've ever said. I mean, I thought it was very, very funny. Okay. So tell me about Rotting in the Sun, which is a meta queer comedy. It is. Yes, I guess it is a meta meta queer comedy. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, this filmmaker named Sebastian Silva made it. And I was already a really big fan of his. He made this amazing movie called Crystal Fairy and the Magic Cactus with Michael Sarah and Gabby Hoppe. And that was is one of my faves and has been. You would love it. It's so fun. And then he made a movie called Nasty Baby with Kristen Wiig that is really, it was very controversial. But I've always, I've like, I was a fan and an admirer. I was like, I revered him and I kind of resented him in a way because he was doing what I, he was, he was making the shit I always wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, when you see someone older than you, more successful than you doing what you want to do, like just feelings come up. Oh, yeah. You're like, how did you get to that place? Yeah. How are you doing things that are like in my brain that I cannot manifest or write yeah. down on a piece of paper? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. And then so I randomly met him in Mexico City on the street again. Actually, I, mean, I got to walk with you. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Let's go on a walk. <laughs> and actually, I met him in the same plaza that we shot the entire movie. Uh, it, the whole thing is so meta. Like, and I play myself and I play annoying influencer Jordan Firstman. <laughs> and I play like a way, a way worse version of myself, a way more uh, self-involved, narcissistic version of myself. But yeah, he called me and he was like, he was he, he didn't know who I was when I met him, even though like, you know, that that year was pretty big online for me, but he's not a super <laughs> online. <laughs> Whatever. I was doing pretty well online <laughs> and I'm actually not sure if he was lying or not. <laughs> He really didn't. And, and then he, so like I meet him, we actually full, did not like vibe so much. Like I think mm-hmm. he thought I was, he thought I was kind of annoying. And um, I, I thought that he was saying pretentious shit. And so, and we didn't like, he doesn't like any movies. And so he was like saying he didn't like so many movies I liked. And I was like, oh, fuck this guy. But still like, liked him. He's so charming. Like he's incredibly charming. Um, and then he calls me in July. We met in like April or May. And he was like, dude, I just like uh, watched all your Instagram. Like some of it is really bad. Like, are you embarrassed to like post stuff like that? <laughs> I love this person. That is so funny to call someone and be like, aren't you fully embarrassed? <laughs> he was like, he's like a couple of them are funny, but like for me, most of them are really embarrassing and bad. So anyway, I want to cast you in the lead of a movie. <laughs> I, this person is so fucking He's funny iconic. He's iconic. Because the way I shop for clothing is I go, oof, this is disgusting. And then I buy it. And then people who are with me are like, wait, you just said that was disgusting. I was like, yeah, it's nasty. I don't think another person will like it. I can't wait to put it on my body. That is exactly him. Like, he wants to, like, explore the most grotesque shit he can. Uh-huh. So I think something about him, and this is very in the movie, too, but, like, he feels so unsuccessful in his art. And then he looks at me and he's like, this fucking moron is successful. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> God, that's so funny. But I, the like, 
I think the reason why I love it so much is like the embracing of it. It's like, oh, this is what people like. All right. Well, I guess I'll <laughs> yeah. put it in my movie and we'll see what happens. What kind of magic happens? Yeah. And it really like, yeah, it, it was. And then and then so like we started having these conversations and he's like, I'm really going to be mean to you in the movie. And I was like, please, I need it. Like I was <laughs> the Internet. I had started to take the Internet like so seriously. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, people for uh, uh, people like turned on me for a second and it got it felt really bad. And like gay guys are so fucking mean on the Internet. Like they love I'm sure they're the like they literally support you till the day you die you can do anything and they love you they're very kind to me but i've seen them be really yeah. mean to other people yeah yeah and they are they do not like to see another gay person winning they don't like to see another a gay person who is like uh putting out their sexuality and also trying to be funny winning like there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that they don't like about me my friend mateo has a lot of people do you know mateo Lane? yeah people in the comments will say these things that i'm like He's shirtless because he wants to, and he works hard for that body. Yeah, and then he's posting funny stuff because he's a funny person. Yeah, a lot of people have a lot, a lot of shit to say, and I'm like, just let people live. Yeah, but it's like any any woman could do if they think a woman is a queen, like they could do the exact, <laughs> they could say the exact same words, show their body in the same way, and they're like, queen, we love you, we stand forever. Well, people are trying to figure out why Megan did so well with the gay demographic, and I was like, yeah, because she's a murderous doll. What an iconic diva! Yeah. It's like yeah, a drag that's queen. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> but if we say if Megan was a gay man, they, it would like they would literally be like, this is the worst movie ever. If, like, but I they, hate this. Oh my god! But like. A doll, a, a little kid gay doll would be amazing too. I think it would be incredible. But also, in that Chucky, come on. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. He is the biggest faggot out there. <laughs> but, but so, yeah, I, I had just been, I had been bullied online. I had, I was really, I got, I had gotten really sensitive to online, and so. The idea of being able to make light of all of it and make fun of myself was so appealing to me. And then and then we started talking about the sex and he was like, would you be willing to have real sex on camera? Mm-hmm. And I had already been I had been like approached by browsers early in the year to write to write and direct a, a porn. Ooh. And I, I really wanted to do it. But my agents were like, absolutely not. Like, no. <laughs> 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 so I was already like interested in that territory and and seeing how far I could push it. And just I was like, this sounds fun. Like I want to see mm-hmm. if I can I can like really like have sex on camera. And so I was like, let's go. And then we did it. And we there's a few sex scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. I will okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a a still. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna show you a still. Having sex on camera, what is that like? Was it? Were you aware of the camera? Did you feel? Because I know if I have to do something where it's like, okay, everyone's staring at me, and I gotta go do something, I get a little nervous, and I'm like, oh my god, I wonder if I could do it. It wasn't really about. I'm actually, I'm pretty good at ignoring a camera if it's there, mm-hmm. except if it's a. For some reason, if someone's recording me on their phone, I turn into like a skeleton, like shell, <laughs> shell, 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 shell skeleton. A shell, yeah, yeah skeleton? A, ske- a, ske- a, sh- a skeleton. skeleton. But like, a I can't. <laughs> but if it's like, I don't know, for something you were about, like, if there's a big camera, I can pretend it's not there. That wasn't the hard part. The hard part was that this. It was the first sex scene we shot was like a five person orgy, mm-hmm. and it's it's a a big plot point happens in the scene. So it's like it's not just like we're showing sex. It's it's always wrapped in to the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I'm already kind of in a manic spiral, druggy mode, and then I start I have to suck this dick. Then they have to like try to put a double sided dildo on me. I need to get poppers. So I, and then I find a clue as I'm getting the poppers, uh-huh. and that's so why I have to run. I have to run out of the room and tell my friend this is happening because it's a, basically the movie is like a, a thriller murder mystery too. Oh, okay. A thriller murder mystery uh, <laughs> with sex. Yeah, it has okay. everything. 
And the director was also, you know, stressed about the framing and the lighting. So mm-hmm. he was like, he was like, no, this over here. And I'm just like frantically masturbating, trying to like stay hard. I'm on like seven Viagras and it's still like not working. Um, <laughs> so that that scene was hard. And then the second time was just me and one guy. They ended up cutting a lot of that scene, but he, he just had to eat my ass. So that was, I just had to like lay there and get my ass eaten. That was mm-hmm. fine. That's nice. And then the third one, I get my dick sucked. And I, I thought the guy was really cute and we had some good off-camera chemistry. So I was able to get hard for that. And that was easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I fully love how like nonchalant you're like yeah that was hard to do there was a lot of things happening but like getting my dick sucked that was a treat so this is a still i want to show you it's just okay. still don't describe don't describe it to our core because the movie isn't out yet but this is so this is when does it come out we have to, we hopefully this year do you see it in the in the chat Ooh. <laughs> okay here's what i'll say it looks like an indie it's got the indie lighting <laughs> i it's an indie. Imagine it was like full studio light. Like it looked, it looked like a Fox MB- NBC like- comedy. <laughs> if I Honestly? Nicole, Nicole, if I can suck cock on an NBC comedy with full studio lighting, I have made it. Like that is I when, like, absolutely, <laughs> you have fucking made it. That is just the funniest imagery. Just like bright poppy dick yeah. sucking. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's where I hope we're going as a society, to be honest. Me too. Just turn on channel fucking four and see someone sucking a dick. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. I have a question for you. First, we got to take another break. Yes. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. And we're back. Okay, Jordan, I feel like you're very confident. I feel like you're very wonderful. You get what you want. You don't ask questions. You just do. Um, What should I do to, like, find a partner? I'm actually, like, kind of surprised because I feel like you're the exact you're I feel like we're similar in that way mm-hmm. like we're both confident people who like ourselves who put ourselves forward in the world and are like have good hearts and put that out yeah, there too I think so, so it's to me I'm like just more 
So I want to hear more about why you think, because I'm I'm surprised. Maybe maybe it's that you're like too you're looking for too many things in a person, so you're pushing people away because they don't have to check every box. Maybe I think it has a lot to do with I live in LA and I'm a fat black woman, and I think a lot of people live in a world of optics where they're like, what does this look like to other people? Um, whereas I'm just like, oh, I don't truly give a shit about like, I mean, yeah, I care what you look like. You have to be attractive to me, but I can find a lot of attractiveness in a lot of different people. I've said a lot of people are hot that friends are like, uh, girl. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, but like their smile or the way they talk or whatever. So, I mean, I don't want to like boil it down to like, it's LA, but I do think if I lived in like Wisconsin, I'd be like, I mean, up. I think, I think there's a lot. I, first of all, I think there's, there's people in LA that that are into a lot of things too, and I I just I feel like big is very coveted right now. Really? I not 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 to say it's like a fad, but I feel like yeah, I feel like guys love big girls. I that in my I think they secretly like big girls, but I I feel mm, like overtly yeah, they don't. Yeah, like I got to go to Portland. Yeah, Portland's where the the chunkers get get men. <laughs> I shouldn't call fat people chunkers. Oh my god! No, please, please. <laughs> I think it's endearing. That's the term endearment. Like, look at that little chunker over there. Little chunker. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, if someone called me a chunker, I'd be like, okay, thank you so much. Yeah, it's so weird. I. It's like, yeah. I mean, I. In a very, uh, uh, yeah, just like the weight thing is so weird because everyone does like something to hold on to. But then it's like there's so much, so many things. I, I agree. It's culture that makes them feel like they can't do that or they'll be seen a certain way. There's a really amazing episode of um, one of our favorite unproblematic king, Louis C.K. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Super unproblematic. Just really wonderful. Embrace with open arms. So I, what I'm saying is you should date him. Um, no, uh, but... It, <laughs> But he did you see that episode? Uh, so it's called So Did the Fat Lady. No. Oh my God. It is fucking brilliant. But basically, like this this amazing actress. Oh my God, I'm forgetting her name, but she is so, so good. She has this like eight-minute monologue at the end of the episode because he's he like wants her and doesn't. It's the same thing you're talking mm -hmm. about. And she's like, Yeah, I if I wanted to have sex, I could get fucked every day. But like you men, like you can't you can't see me as a girlfriend. You can't see me as a wife. And like, you're allowed to be a fat fucking pig and be a husband. Mm -hmm. And like, we don't get that same thing back. It's, it's an amazing episode. I, I know it's like hard to find <laughs> that show now, but. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where on earth does that stream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember being really, I, I my mind was expanded during that episode because yeah, it's just, it, it is a thing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like, I just feel I just feel like it's it's about like just finding the right guy and keep like just keep like being open to love and don't close yourself off to it because it's not happening in the way you want. I mean, I hate the corny thing of like it always happens when you're looking <laughs> for it the least. But mm -hmm. every time every time I have fallen for someone, it has been anytime I want it, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, I, I think you're you're to me, you're like you have everything. You're beautiful. You're successful. You're funny. You're nice. And I'm sure I'm sure you suck great dick. I'm sure you're fun. I'm to fuck. very good at it. The last person whose dick I sucked, I was like, did you like it? And he said, honestly, that's maybe the best that I've ever yes, had. And I was like, yes. I said, woohoo. Everyone, everyone in my room is standing ovation again. There's a standing ovation yes. happening in my room. I like it. Some women don't like it, oh, and I I'm love it. Obsessed because it's like a little bit of a control thing. I'm controlling your pleasure oh, right now, and I like that a lot. I literally just like the act of it. Like it is a completely <laughs> sensory thing for me. I'm like, I like a dick in my mouth. Like end of story. Yeah, it's fun, and then you get to feel what it like. Because they all feel different in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, and there's so if it also the rotting in the sun the movie it it there's not just 
the sex scenes, there's also dicks. There's that one critic counted 29. I think there's 31 because there's a dog dick <laughs> and um, a, a, sa- <laughs> a statue Honestly, of David. That's the funniest fucking thing. A critic was like, I counted 29. You're like, I'm actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't There's count the dogs. Dicks. <laughs> yeah. But but watching the movie, you're like, oh, every dick is so different. Like, yes. there's there's no two dicks that look alike. Uh-uh. But I don't know, Nicole, like, it's I, I wish I wish I had some advice because I really like to me, I it makes no sense. Like it feel I feel like you Thank should be you, you should be boot up if you want that for sure but i think i, don't I know. do i think it's yeah no you you nice. feel like a girlfriend girl like you feel Thank like you maybe it's the maybe it's the community maybe you need to like just like broaden your scope of because if you're hanging out with in the comedy community like it's just like nothing there's why would you ever want to date anyone associated you're right. with that hell like i feel like if you just go to different <laughs> kinds <laughs> Different kinds of parties. I feel like also, also, okay, this is actually real. This is real. Okay. Just, just from what I know about you, mm-hmm. you, correct me if I'm wrong, workaholic. I do work a lot. Yeah, well, you I like do, to work. I, I do like working. And I guess I could stand to like take a little bit of a break. Um, yeah. I'm not touring right now. So like that was one thing because what would happen is I'd work all week and then leave on like a red eye on Friday or Saturday morning. Yeah. Do stand up, fly back Sunday night or Monday. And then it's like, oh, I really just don't have time for even like friends. So I've taken a little break. Yeah. That's the, uh, another thing I could think of. Like, I think the second you like put yourself in a not professional way in like, not Hollywood world and normal people world, like pe- mm-hmm. like you, you would you would catch one in a heartbeat, or like yeah, just some like tra- some travel. Like I, I mean, there's there's so much romance for you out there, Nicole. I feel it, and so you just you need to you. you need to put some time out there for it. And you've mm-hmm. you've done you've done so well for yourself professionally. So I think you owe yourself uh, a chance to to explore other avenues of your life. That would be my advice. I love that. Thank you. I was at Sundance for one day. And this year? There was like a... Yes. So I um, I had directed a short through a program and they showed it at Sundance. And I had done a weekend of shows in Irvine, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Got home at 2, 2 a.m., got on a plane at 7 a.m., slept on the plane for like the two hours, and then did press and the screening from 1 p.m. to about 10.30 at night and I was like oh no I feel terrible and then my agent was like come to this party and I was like I mean on one hand I should go because there will be single fucking people there who are successful because they're at Sundance yeah and then on the other hand I was like I have to sleep I'm gonna die and then I ended up going to sleep and then when I flew back I was like I should have just gone to that fucking party I might have met somebody but that's like work taking me out of like meeting somebody there was yeah. one. Tell me, you went to fun parties, didn't you? I mean, we had we had a really fun house party. It felt like college. We gave. I will say, we I I fed a very famous director so much coke that he had a panic attack and had to leave. <laughs> so like, to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're not saying who it is, um, but it. So, <laughs> I mean, literally, one of my agents was like, they had a house, and they were like, yeah, we had a house party, and it was a lot of fun. And I was like, yeah. so that's, everyone's just having house parties and having a good time, and I'm just, like, exhausted? Great. Yeah. I don't know, but for me, for me, I'm, like, I'm envisioning, it's, like, it's out of the industry. I don't know okay. why I'm seeing, I'm seeing your life as a rom-com for some reason, but it's, I like, love it. it's, it's giving doctor to me. It's, like, it's, like, I don't know, I <gasps> feel like it's someone who's, like, obsessed with you and, like, Enamored. I feel like you like a guy who's obsessed with you, right? Oh, of course, because I'm a fucking dumb dumb, <laughs> and I need him to like love how dumb I am sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be someone not in this industry, and it's gonna okay. be someone who it just like finds you the best in every way, and kind of can't understand okay. a lot of the industry part of it, but like makes a lot of money and. Yes. And like cooks for you. And that's what I'm seeing for you. 
So, I, but I feel like those people, you know, just don't end up in our world at all. So it's just mm-hmm. brought, brought in the world a little girl. I guess I have two friends. I'm not touring right now, but I have two friends who like met people while they were touring and now they're like in long distance relationships. And I'm like, but I did that for years. I toured for like a solid five years trying truly at every corner to find somebody. And nary did I find a single one. Yeah. And you're on the apps and stuff? Girl, yes. I'm on all the apps. I'm on Tinder. Okay, Cupa. Okay, Cupa. Okay, Cupid. Uh, Raya. Bumble. Um, I was on Field, but that was a little too intense for me. Oh, yeah. Are you on Field? Are you, you're not on any apps, are you? No, I'm def- I'm on like Grinder and Scruff, and there's this one. Have oh, you heard okay. of sn- Sniffies? I think I heard of Sniffies. Sniffies it's, is like a map that shows yeah, people where they dicks. are. It just, yes. It's just so, like a map of dicks and assholes. <laughs> I like Sniffies. Sniffies is funny and oddly specific. On Very. the episode with Manila Luzon, we went and looked at Sniffies. And truly, it's just like I am looking for X, Y, and Z to come to my Ford Explorer and yes, fuck me. Yes. But don't say hello. <laughs> only, only speak with uh, words without yeah. vowels. And you're like, What? I think I actually fucked that guy. (laughs) Super hot. Gorgeous, actually. But I don't know. I I, I think it's it just it seems like also you've done this podcast enough to have you've probably heard everybody say everything that's possible. So I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just a a waiting for the right moment vibe because to me. To me, it feels like you're doing everything right, but maybe it is about about uh, yeah, wa- wanting it less and just being open to being like open more to the the feeling of love and less about the like external like I want a boyfriend or like mm-hmm. I want someone like this. Just being like I want to give my love to someone and like putting that <sighs> vibe out. I do like that. I want to give my love to someone. Yeah. Also. I also am hearing from you that I need to start taking more walks yeah. because it seems it'll help in relationships and career stuff. Yeah, but it can't be. But I, I think you're right. I, I'm not. Um, I'm not prophesizing this person is living in LA. Okay. I think he'll. I think he'll. He'll. He's gonna move here for you. But I love. I'm giving you a full tarot card reading right now. Well, we have this. <laughs> the the King of Swords that is saying. Uh, <laughs> Um, I mean, I like it. This is, this is, this feels good. I like it a lot. Yeah. Wait, are you a Leo? No, I have a lot of Leo placements. I'm a Cancer. Oh. But all my, all my planets are in Leo. Are yeah, you a Leo? You're giving me, no, I'm a Virgo, but you're giving me such oh. Leo vibes. That's why you're a workaholic. Is it really? I don't, I don't know anything about horoscopes. I just know about Leos. I think Beyonce is a Virgo, right? She is September 4th. So, I mean, have we ever met a, more of a workaholic than Beyonce? We sure haven't. She had foot surgery <laughs> and she wore a little biscuit pumps and she yeah. was performing in Dubai. Wait, why yeah. are we mad that she was performing in Dubai? Am I, I'm dumb because I don't know. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's so stupid because we've never got, gotten mad at someone going to Dubai until now. But like, obviously they're homophobic and like don't have oh, gay marriage yes. and hate gay people. But it's like- mm-hmm. People go to Dubai all the time and we don't get mad at them. I want to go to Dubai. Like gay and gay, and, I'm sorry, but like gay people go to Dubai. It's like, yeah, may, you shouldn't really like kiss on the street. But I mean, maybe I'm just the wrong person to talk about this. But I think it's so, it, people just want a reason to be mad at anyone for anything. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. I was like, well, we're mad about this. What I'm mad about is she performed at an Atlantis. Have you I know seen that. Atlantis? Ew. But, but lo- low key, the production value, insane. Like they 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 ate that I production mean, it design. It looked good. <laughs> yeah. But like Atlantis, I've been to Atlantis in Bahamas and it's nasty. But also I think it's like super, super old. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, maybe we love Atlantis now. Like if if it's like a new Atlantis, like <laughs> maybe yeah, it's maybe back. Beyonce is like, no, Atlantis is back, baby. Yeah, like, like Y2K style. Yeah. Y2K style is very back in. So maybe Atlantis is. is like part of the glow up. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Okay, I would, Jordan, I would take a free trip for. I would also take a free I, trip. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, I'll take a free trip truly to anywhere. Yeah, outside of the United States, I don't need <laughs> to see more yeah. of this no, place. No, okay, no, we're good. Did you know that Sundance 
is like in Utah and nowhere close to Seattle. Did you know that? I did. I did know that. How did everybody know this? You, I, it, it never gave Seattle for me. I thought Utah was right next to Seattle. I thought I was going north. And then I said something about being up north. And the lady who was like <laughs> taking me to things was like, honey, where do you You're think you are? You're perpendicular. You're like yes. exactly <laughs> perpendicular right now. Yeah. And I was like, north. And she was like, no, honey. Do you want to look at a map real quick? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I looked at the map and I was like, my mind is blown, ma'am. I had no yeah. idea that it, this is a lateral move from LA. It's really fun to look at maps. Sometimes I will just go and be like, wait, like Chechnya is there? Like I had no idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know where anything is. Yeah. I see where Ireland is. I'm like, I don't know. And then when you finally see it, you're like, oh my God, of course oh, that's where Ireland yeah. is. Yeah. It yeah, couldn't yeah, be anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was literally born to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's where Ireland belongs. <laughs> okay, Jordan, we have reached the end. I fucking adore you. You're the is best. This is so fun. anything you want to promote? Um, I I have a Netflix movie. I have a, a small part, but the cast is really cool. This movie called You People um, that comes out. Uh, it will have come out by the time we're on mm-hmm. here. So we'll we'll know if it did well by the time this comes out. Or will we? Or will Netflix just go, <laughs> we'll never do Yeah. But I feel like the Netflix like life of something is like two weeks. It's like, yes. that's going to be the biggest thing in the world for two uh-huh. weeks. And then for you will weeks, never. And like the lead of it will get 25 million followers and 100,000 mm-hmm. brand deals. And then it's over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes away. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then also Rotting in the Sun Hopefully will be yeah. bought up by somebody And distributed Yeah, Dave, I'm going to be on Dave this season Oh, okay I have a fun part on that um, uh, Another thing that I Two other things I can't talk about And then and then just like Whatever well, I want to hear what you <laughs> can talk about Okay, whatever Well, that's it for this episode of Oh, Why Won't You Date Me? You can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe. You can write me something nasty hitting on me to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com. Mars, my wonderful producer, she reads them so she doesn't like dick pics. I don't see them, so don't send a dick pic thinking I'll see it. Okay, this person said... I have one one more thing to say. I have one more thing to say. What? I want, Nicole, I want you to tell your followers that if they're a gay person and they're going to talk shit about me or Mateo or any of your gay friends that you're not going to, you, you hate them for that and that you're not going to let them yes. be your fan anymore. I co-sign that. I will not let you be my fan. I will come into your home and say, X, you aren't a fan anymore. <laughs> but yeah, if you're a fan of mine, there's no reason to be mean to Jordan or Mateo or any other gay men that maybe you don't like. Also, how about this? If you don't like something, just keep scrolling. Yeah. Just keep just scrolling. Keep you don't have to say anything. I like how to turn the comments off of this, like my post for this for a minute, because I was like, I work hard on this podcast. I like yeah. doing it. I don't want to hear negative thoughts. <laughs> yeah. End of story. Yeah. Okay. So this person said, Nicole, I would watch you pole dance for hours. You would beg to take a break, but I would say no. <laughs> Finally, I would throw you down on the athletic training mat nearby and let you rest. I would use the Theragun on all your sore muscles. Finally, when you're super relaxed and say, I feel better, I would use the Theragun on your pussy. (laughs) I would get you so close to coming, then whoops, dang, forgot to charge the battery and it dies. This is the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. You want me to work out? Batteries batteries die. Yeah, but if you're gonna make me work out for so yeah. long, yeah. you should make sure that it works and I come. So I don't even get to come in this fantasy. Wow, wow, wow. What I mean, you're not a fan. X, X to wait, you. Wait, but wait, but then does it like then he finishes you off yourself himself, nope. right? It just <gasps> says sorry. Ew, uh, no. Isn't nope. that mean? No, he's bad. This is a man. Bad, bad, bad. No, unfortunately. Actually, I don't know. It is a feminine-leaning name, but I don't know how they identify. So okay. they are not kind. Not kind. And not your fan anymore. You're not, ca- my, you're, fan. X, <laughs> not my fan. X, 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 not my fan. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love you just start like canceling fans. You're just like, you're the, yep. every day you put a list of people who aren't your fans anymore. Goodbye, <laughs> get out, goodbye. Okay, Jordan, thank you so much. This is so bye-bye. fun. Bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.